Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey y'all, my name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for Black fathers because Black fathers matter. Black fathers matter to me. Black fathers matter to my children. Black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers um my mentors my friends they matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to they set the tone for how men women children and other elderly people feel protected feel like you know everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've been cut become and I want to um I don't know I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask sometimes people look at fathers as if oh that's nothing they're supposed to do that why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's the standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, There's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds, and I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy Mr. Penrose, man, what can I say? Enjoy these answers because they're real, they're honest, and you can tell like how involved he is with his son through his answers and his experiences. So please enjoy. Hey, hey, it's Anya Dula, and I am the host of Intercultured with Anya Dula. Intercultured with Anya Dula is a podcast that focuses on motherhood, culture, birth work, and travel. And it's just a place for 
women to come together to discuss our philosophies on motherhood, to discuss our work and birth work, if that's what we do, but mainly to bring women of all different cultures together so that we can talk about how we mother, how we hashtag do motherhood so that we can learn from one another and learn to love each other. That's really what it's all about. I hope you'll join us. Intercultured with Anya Dula podcast is available on all the major podcast stations. I hope you'll join us. Can't wait to connect. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. Some of them are like, answer as much as you like. And um, okay. we just we just being nosy about you and fatherhood. That's what's up on with it. All right. So this is Cozy Moon Podcast, and this is episode 15. And the father I have tonight is Mr. Penrose himself. What's going on? How are you? Hopefully, um, he had a good nap that I should have had. But it's all I, good. I, I tried to have a good one. <laughs> so you are a father of how many... Um, I directly raised my son. I'm technically a father of two, um, but I directly raised my son alone. So mm. that is that is where the bulk of my fatherhood uh, joys and abilities are <laughs> I love are uh, linked to. So, above that, and where were you born and raised? I'm from Detroit. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Born and raised West Side, Joy Road. Hey, okay. That's where you're at now, it. also. Gotta love it. You still there? No, um, I'm actually in, uh, I'm actually in Northern uh, Virginia right now. I live like right outside of DC. For anybody that's in this area, um, or anybody that's not in this area, I live like 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes south of DC, of the capital. So. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, what is your age currently? Um, I will be. I'm 37 right now. I'll be 38 in like two months, actually. Mm. How do you feel? What age do you feel? <clears throat> I feel like I'm like 19. I feel good. I ain't one of them good. old. Like I'm a, I'm old in the sense of like my age, but like yo, my yeah. spirit. I'm always. I'm young, man. I'm always out here. So. That's good. And uh, right now, how, how old is your son? Uh, my son is 14. Are you good to go? To keep up. All right. Yeah. All right. Been through the perils of the, of the fatherhood for quite a while, so. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't uh, challenge you too much. But, nah, uh, not at all. I mean, I ain't gonna say he don't challenge me too much. I think he does what any child does. Mm-hmm. You know, children grow, children learn, children find ways to express themselves that I think as parents sometimes we're not ready to deal with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but for the most part, man, I got a really good kid. Like, I I really don't have too many complaints. Sometimes I hear people complain about things that their children take them through, and I'm just like, I can't relate. And you know, I'm, can't I'm, I can't. Yeah, I'm. I'm I feel I, like I that pray. is the most slap in the face response, but it's the realest response. It it's is just some, some I, things like I can't relate. <laughs> I, People be talking about all like it's, I just hear horror stories of kids with bad attitudes, kids that talk back, kids that like to argue with their parents and stuff. I just don't have those issues. So the issues I do have, I tend not to try to like be too upset about them because it's like stuff that we can sit and talk about and get it over with, as opposed to me always having to be on this case and things like that. So, okay. um, his personality is it similar to yours when you was at that age? Mm, yes and no. Um, <clears throat> he's extremely artistic, like I am. He likes to express himself in artistic ways, but we are two totally different human beings than, you know, like versus me at that age versus him. When I was that age, I was, and I, I think it has a lot to do with our environments as teenagers as well. When I was his age, I was extremely into like a lot of group activities, outside stuff, hood stuff, just being with my friends. And he likes to be with his friends and everything as well, but 
his extracurricular activities seem to be a little bit more clean fun. Um, mm-hmm. I think we both were, were like he is a, a innocent kid. I just think our environments, my environment at that time, <clears throat> my father wasn't around and I was a little bit more active in hood life. And then, mm-hmm. you know, with him, I moved into the suburbs or whatever and I'm around all the time. So his life, he, he we're not the same person at all. I will say that. My kid is like, he the type of kid that when he around you, like he give you all the love in the world. He make you feel like you 10 feet tall. But like, as soon as you're done, like it could be anything. You could be watching a movie. Y'all could have just finished having a long ass cry together. I don't care what it is. As soon as it's done, that niggas leave it. You don't care. Like, <laughs> I am in my room. Glad we did this. Like, leave me alone now. But he's like, he's, he's a sweet soul though, so. That's it. Um, fill in the blank. Okay. Being a dad in 2020 is blank. I'm amazing. Uh, scary. Eventful. That's a lot of things. Um, 2020 was a year for I, I, for me, for parenthood. I feel like if you have a child, it was so much to, to talk to this child about thus far in the year. Uh, I feel like in every year when things happen, we tend to to let the big events that happen linger on. Yeah, We lost Kobe at the beginning of this year and nobody talks about it anymore because so much has happened in such a short time since then. So being a father in 2020 has been extremely eventful. It's always going to be amazing because like I said, I got an amazing kid. But having to explain to him why the riots, why the protests, you know, continually having to explain being black in America, being a black male in America. And, and you know, having to deal with those things, it always makes it a, a more eventful situation. Um, I'm, and the, the good part for me, for me and my family is that the climate of the country has not really soured my son's attitude. It's more of an, not in, I, I, I don't want to say this man's death intrigued my son in the sense of like moving him in the direction of wanting to learn more and do more. But the actions that he's seeing, the steps that are being taken, the moves that are, are being made in this social climate is, is, is garnering him to ask more questions, be more involved with a lot of things, researching different stuff. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's been eventful. It's been fun, it's been, but you know the fatherhood side of it. But it's definitely been eventful due to what we're going through as a as a country right now. Mm. So you guys been spending more and more time together, or just like the same? It's about the same. I mean, it's me and him every day anyway. Whether it was COVID or not, whether it was you know, well, you know, the the, the protest or not, it's, it's always just been me and him for the most part. So I think we've we've developed a balance of how to spend time with each other. I treat my son like like a person. You go do you. You want to be around me? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Talk, I mean, he's a child, but he, you know, you still got to respect their feelings, respect their energy. Yeah. And you know, I think sometimes people just look at children like they just are somebody that's there to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. And yes, we all know that a child can't really defy your rules, and if they do, it's, it's, it's certain consequences. But at the same time, they have opinions, they have feelings, they have thoughts, right. they got stuff they want to get off their chest too. So, you know, we talk to each other like we regular human beings, and that's how we deal with each other. And for me, in my parenting, <clears throat> it's been it's made it an easier role. I kind of feel like he understands that no, we're not equals. You're the child, I'm the father. Yeah. But he understands that he's not just somebody that's just here to, like I said, to be told what to do. Express yourself. Talk to me. You know, come cry on my shoulder if you need to. If, if I did something that you don't understand, dislike, whatever, come talk to me about it. There's no such thing as dad said it, so you just have to do it. Now, those, those are the rules. Don't get me wrong, but if you got an issue with something, I'm going to explain it to you. Because I feel like that's half of the reason in, in just in life period why a lot of people either don't get along or don't make certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Like there's lack of communication, small things. It'd be very small things that keep the bridge from 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 being gapped. When we can sit down and, and conduct ourselves in in conversation and get stuff out the way. So with him being 14, I would much rather him 
going to adulthood already having that as part of his artillery then for me not having to learn that proper communication was essential late in my 20s early in my 30s you know what I mean so <clears throat> so I tried to treat him like a person so that way when he get out here he know how to deal with people so that is the trick of the trade because unfortunately a lot of these young men they don't know how to talk to people they don't know how to be around people they don't know how to look people in the face they just right you know but um, that's good that you're teaching them that. What kind of father did you have growing up? How can I answer that? It's like a two two part question. My my biological father was not around for a lot of my childhood, so I had a stepfather at one point, <laughs> and then he turned like into a very horrible person. And uh, but that was because of like the crack '90s. Like I, I'll just be honest. Like he turned into a, a crackhead. So. Mm-hmm that kind of like at first he was like this really really good dude and then he turned into a crackhead and then once he like was out of the picture or whatever I was able to just see life in a different way there was no there was no man around and then my father came around like my father would come home like every year because he was in the navy so I knew who he was but I didn't really get a chance to like spend a lot of time with him and then at about like 15 years old I was able to go live with him and you know, it took a lot of the, the veil off of the mysteriousness of who this dude was, why he wasn't around and things like that. So to answer the question and not be too long-winded about it, I had a really, really strict dad, mm-hmm. but uh, a happy dad too. He, again, allowed me to express my opinions, allowed me to, to talk about my thoughts, my feelings, you know what I mean? Uh, he shot it straight with me, you know what I mean? Um, at one point in my life, he was one of, probably one of the biggest reasons why I became a womanizer. But at the same time, he was <laughs> later later in life, he was he was one of the reasons why I was able to change that and learn from my own mistakes. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, my father, I would never call my father, quote unquote, my friend, because I don't feel like you can be friends with your parents. But as close as you can get to a friend, you see what I'm saying? Like... For all intents and purposes, that's my dude. That's my friend. That's my homie. But he's still a, a very strict father. Demands an immaculate amount of respect and carries himself that way. You know what I mean? But because mm-hmm. all, all, you know, all, all in all, I had a good dad. Like I said, when you don't, when you don't know a lot of stuff growing up, you try to, you, you can blame the other person because they're not around. Then when you get older and you learn a little bit more of the truth, you understand why they're not around certain job situations and yada, yada, yada. So when I was able to have him in my life, and since he's been in my life for the last, what, 32 years, or 22 years, I'm sorry, it's been, uh, it's been great. I can't lie, it's been great. So I had a pretty dope dad. So, how, so with all of that that you experienced with fathers, how did you come up with like your ingredients as to what father you would want to be? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Remembering certain ways I felt as a kid, honestly. Remembering, I just, I just always wanted to make sure my kid knew he was loved, and so I feel for for parents who who aren't able to be in the home with their children as they're being raised you're doing a disservice to yourself because I feel like that's that's one of the ingredients to raise the children. When you're able to see what their everyday attitude is like, what their everyday in and out is like, then it's easier to, to adjust to their attitudes, adjust to their emotions, adjust to their feelings. It's easier to chastise them. It's easier to praise them. It's easier to just raise them all around. Um, so I think just remembering what it was to be a kid, remembering when my dad wasn't around, remembering when I would get my feelings hurt because people didn't understand, remembering when somebody tried to push me into a direction of, you know, do this, do this, do this, when it came to, like, education and things because being a creative wasn't what, you know, a lot of people thought was the way out in those days. Um, so when it comes to him, man, like I said, I'm, I'm, I do all the things that I think our parents did. I, I keep them on the straight and narrow. I make sure that, you know, everything is up to par when it comes to the 
I'll say the cliche things, the, 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 the normal things, going to school, hygiene, respect, the house, blah, 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 blah. But other than that, I try, I, I tend to try to, I'm trying to build this dude into being like just a dope ass human being. Whenever you get out of my house, I need you to be able to articulate. I need you to be able to interact with many different people, many different races, many different uh, uh, just genres of things, whether it be whatever you into, whatever you're not into, I just need you to be a well-rounded person. And I just remember a lot of things, I think, growing up that I felt like was, for lack of a better term, fucked up. Like, a lot of stuff I think people don't teach you. Nobody teaches you. Well, I don't say a lot of people. I never got taught how to balance a checkbook. I never got taught how to... Me either! You know what I'm saying? And I think it's like little stuff like that, that, that when you aren't prepared for adulthood, it takes a little bit of the luster away of being in your 20s and going into your 30s because now you're trying to play catch-up Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to, and so I want to prepare him to to go out there and just be a happy dude. I don't I don't want you 18, 19, 20 years old, and people coming at you trying to get you over the head with these expensive APRs and credit cards and this and this and that and that. Yeah. You need to just be prepared for the world. And so, like I said, I just remember what I, who I was was as a kid and the things that I disliked and the things that I did like, and I just tried to you know put my own little spin on it. I like it. I'm with it. Uh, let's see what's the best thing about being a dad so far being loved and changing the world all at the same time hmm. there's there's nothing greater than seeing that kid's eyes and knowing that they are filled with love and it's genuine it's nothing better than your kid, your kid having a fucked up day and coming to you and just wanting to hug you. Can you know what I mean? Yeah. Or just, I just needed to talk. Or your kid surprising you with whatever they can because they children. They don't have jobs. They figure it out the best way they can. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think the best that that's the best part is that I my kid is not afraid to show his emotion. And I'm not saying like he a crybaby or nothing like that, but he's very, very like, if, if my kid loves you, you're going to know it. And I think that's the best part is being able to talk to him, see him, and just be a, and, and honestly, that's the love, changing the world at the same time and being loved, but at the same time, honestly, being around this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a joy, it's a gift. And it's something I try not to take for, for advantage. I think a lot of times we look at children again it's just people that's in our in our homes or just people you know little people we get to tell what to do but i learned from this kid i've become more of a sensitive human being because of this child not because he's a sensitive person but because damn i remember getting yelled at and screamed at and this and that and it did it did nothing ineffective at all (laughs) yeah right and so to be able to sit and, and realize that, yo, you're, you're diminishing somebody's value by talking to them this way, it actually helped me be a better person. You know what I mean? And so for him, I like I said, I, I always want, I want him to come out as a well-rounded person. So the, the, the best part about it, like that, that's how I get the best part out of it is by trying to do what I, you know, by trying to make him well-rounded. And so, like I said, I, I get a lot of love and I know that I'm changing the world. You know what I mean? Just by sending a productive citizen out into the world. I can't help everybody in that sense, in the parenting role. But I'm doing my part by making sure that when this kid leaves my house, if this kid leaves my house and fucks up, it ain't nothing you learn hit. Put it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the best part for me, though. Just seeing, knowing I'm loved every day and just seeing that the things that he is soaking up is a lot of the productive stuff. So, um, what three things um, do all kids deserve from their dad? Love, the truth, and love the truth. And I, I don't want to say understanding because I feel like that's a little like that comes with love and the truth. But more, I, okay, love, truth, and I would say like 
encouragement. You're, it's real easy for mom to love you and be like, oh yeah, you can do this, you can do this. That push from dad is, is a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a little bit more, if you go out there and, and, and fail at something, mom's gonna make it sound one way or the next. It's, it's always gonna be the same coming from mom most of the time. Mm-hmm. And even when it comes from dad, it's never really, it should never be like a down talk or a bad thing if it's not the result that we want. But dads put a little bit more feel on, onto stuff. It's a little bit more, it's just a different feel to it. You know what I mean? And so, I think <laughs> I dad, like that's good. I think dads more so, um, let's say if the kid fail, they're more so like, you know, you could do do better next time. Don't worry about it. But at the same time, let's look at what happened and let's learn a lesson from this. And I think moms, exactly. with, moms with sons are like, um, oh, but you're so great at this. You're great at that. Don't worry about it. And then they miss the lesson because they're so focused on making the kid happy. So I right. think that's where dads right. come in, where they provide that lesson and also that, you know, don't quit, hold my back up also. So. Right. I mean, that's, we are a little bit more objective when it comes to looking at things. But, um, yeah, I think that's what kids need. Love, truth, and because I, 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 I don't want to say honesty because I feel like honesty is an emotion instead of a truth. That, like, telling the truth is an action. Have, yeah. Just being honest, that's an emotion. I mean, my personal opinion. Um, and if I if I could take out like encouragement and or or switch it, I would actually say just compassion. I think as men, we tend to be hardcore that mm-hmm. we tend not to want to recognize the soft side of feelings sometimes. And um, sometimes when we have daughters, we immediately want to recognize their feelings, but we tend to look at our boys and be like, "Suck it up," and we don't yeah. know that we're building time bombs. You're building somebody that's closing off a certain section of themselves to the world because mm-hmm. we haven't allowed them to verbally express themselves so yeah and then those boys grow up and get in relationships and they can't connect because they can't they can't take off of that armor like chill out put your shoulders down (laughs) yes that's that's 100% true uh i got another fill in the blank for you okay i wish my dad was less blank distant mm. my father stay it, he don't stay too far from me but just the way that we've always been is that distance sometimes will interfere in our relationship not from a negative but for him to stay as close as he does to me we don't see each other as much as I feel like we should and the distance comes from what's the word how can I say I'll just say a third party and we'll leave it at that. It's, it's actually pretty ironic because I had to have a conversation with my father just today. Mm-hmm. Actually, like, five, six hours ago. <laughs> and allow him to know some things that I felt like was hindering our relationship as father and son. Yeah. And just the way that our, our family works, it's like going down the timeline or down the, the family line, my great-granddad's the only boy, my granddad's the only boy, my dad's the only boy, I'm the only boy, my son's the only boy right but mm. on those tears we have always been so like my granddad was his brothers and sisters I mean his sisters came to him my daddy the same me the same and I'm pretty sure it'll be the same for my son when he gets older and yeah. so for me it's like when you are a, a focal point in your family for whatever reason there's certain things that need to be addressed through you by you and you just got to be able to handle that role that's in your family and so certain things we had to talk about, like, hey, man, this distance ain't working out. And it's because of this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like that that's the that's the one thing. I wish I wish there was less distance between me and my dad, if, if I had to be honest about it. Did he take that uh, critique or uh, observation in a good way? He did. He didn't like what I had to say at all. But he also listened... He also was forced to understand where it was coming from and why it was coming out the way that it was coming. And you know what I'm saying? We talked about it. And it's one of those situations to where 
I can't make you change it because it's if how can I say this without being very vague because I know people other people will be listening. My father, my family is very, 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 very. I, like right now, we could fall out. Everybody in my family right now could be like, you know what? I don't like you, but I guarantee everybody gonna check on each other. There's still a level of respect and things like that. My father has a wife. His wife has been along for a very long time and niggas ain't never said nothing to her just because we'd be trying to respect this nigga and now it's to a point where it's like, look, bro, your wife is is not a good person and I'm just about to let you know about it. And honestly, that's where the distance come from. So just so the listener could be on a, you know what I mean? I don't like to be vague when I'm on shows. I'd much rather let, let yeah. people know what's going on without getting <laughs> I mean, too much that's into real. my business. But <laughs> that's what it is, man. It's like niggas have respected his wife because we respect him, but at the same time, if she's not gonna respect your family enough to to acknowledge us in a way that we should be acknowledged, then shit, ain't nobody about to, and that's where the distance come from. You gotta deal with trying to keep your wife happy and trying to keep your, your household under control while still yeah. dealing with your children, your mother, your this, your that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I wish the distance was going. That's about it though. I am experiencing that currently, but that's another show. <laughs> that's another show. Um, another fill in the blank. The love I feel from my kid is blank. Unmatched. Yeah, there's nothing. I, there's there's nothing that can match the love I feel from my kid. I was just talking to him uh, yesterday, and I said, when your mother was in labor, the world slowed down for me, and I've never, ever, ever felt that emotion ever in my life. Um, I think with my oldest kid, I wasn't there. There was a different situation with her mother. But with him, I was, you know what I mean? Like, I remember being at work, in the middle of working, and being like, yo, somebody called my job, and was like, yo, you're a girl in labor. And so, going through like this dude has is, is been through everything with me the ups the downs the goods the bads the ins and outs and so I couldn't ask for that one person where everybody's like damn I just wish somebody was here to go through this with me the crazy part is that's been my son no he he's not you know had to feel the brunt or the the, the harshness of a lot of realities because of course as a parent you keep your, your, your kids shielded from certain things yet he's always been my rider. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether he knew whether he knew what I was going through or not, he was still right there. And I think I just correlated that. Is that I got to make sure dude's good. So I got to do what I got to do. And so I feel like, yeah, the love I have for my kid is unmatched. There's nothing in this world. Nothing. I don't care who come, how they come, when they come. There's nothing in this world that could match the love I got for my kid. That's good. Um... How do you decompress from society right now or before or just in general? Mm-hmm. Decompress from society. I tend not to get too wrapped up into what's going on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very active when it comes to like uh, the social climate of what's going on in the, in the culture of Black Lives Matter, the movement and things like that. <laughs> but I also tend to realize that that can't consume 100% of your life. Everything that's going on in the world can't consume 100% of your life or you will become it. And so to decompress from the world, I tend to either A, I mean, if I got to be honest, I'd smoke an an enormous amount of marijuana. Um, Two, I I meditate. I love to socialize. Um, I feel like being around different people it's one of the best ways to decompress. Being around good, healthy people, I should say. And then I'm, I'm a creative. The question is, does your son respect you or does he fear you? Um, I feel like my son respects me. He has nothing to fear. Um, he knows he can talk to me about anything. We can kick it about anything. He can tell me anything. So I feel like uh, the the level of respect I get out of him is definitely out of love. Um, uh, I would hate for my kid to fear me. And I feel like that's why a lot of us walk into so much of 
life messed up because we was afraid to ask these questions and somebody just told us to do so and do do as we told, you know what I mean? And a lot of questions we had went extremely unanswered until we just ran into real life situations. So now it's definitely he definitely respects me more than he fears me. So and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that you show him the respect so it's easy for him to give that. Exactly. All right. What makes you a great example for your son? My determination. Um, my self-discipline. I don't feel like any child directly is going to walk in the same shoes as, they, as their parent. So I feel like whatever he decides to do, as long as I can show him uh, a good example of being a good human being, the rest is going to fall into place. I, I have to give you the guideline. I have to get you to where you're going. I don't have to choose your life for you, though. You see? So I feel like in essence of allowing him to be who he wants to be, make his own choices in the sense of developing, you know, his own emotions and senses of, as a person, as long as I'm guiding him in the right direction and while still doing me, I'm showing him an example of prosperity, an example of, uh, again, determination, an example of discipline, then he'll be fine. Hmm. Well put, well put. How was your father's day? <laughs> My father's day was bomb, yo. Um, I didn't do much, but I did a lot. Uh, took me to um, well, for one the weekend was just great we ended up in Philly uh, to see um, well I call her killer her name is Kayla I don't know like on I think what on Twitter her joint is Vitamin K and on Instagram it's Killagram yeah um, but she, she's part of um, the podcast brother show so but that's like little sister to me so we went out to Philly to see her on Friday, we stayed in Philly most of Saturday and kicked it, and then uh, drove back that night. And then Sunday we got up. She took me out to DC for for lunch. We hung out. We did some things. She bought me some things. You know what I mean? And then like after that, we came home and watched Pose and fell asleep. So. <laughs> Yay! You know what I mean? That sounds so, like a good like, weekend. I, I, yeah, man. And I'm a huge Pose fan. And I just finished season two. So binge watching that work. And I, man, I fell asleep. It, it was a simple Father's Day, but it was great. I was just happy to be with my family, to be yeah. with her and my son. And, you know, everybody got suited and booted and, and, and looked good for the day. So it was, it was just, we had fun. Yeah. Me and uh, my six-year-old, we discovered Pose season one. And we've been stuck on it. And we watched, when I tell you we sat and watched Pose, episode after episode after episode from season one and then season two we watched that all together so now that it's on Netflix she probably would see it and want to watch it yeah it's a good show yeah it's a it's definitely a good show it's a lot of turns I was just like man but I wholeheartedly mess with that show so yeah it was needed though people needed to see that perspective I think so I mean for things to be and I don't even think for, for things to be accepted is why it's needed I think it was it was more for things to be understood a little bit better that's what I mean yeah. um, you know what I mean so I think the acceptance is already there but I definitely feel like a lot of the conversations that people have and a lot of unsureness that, that especially a lot of men walk around with mm-hmm. uh, in regards to how to address people in the LGBT community, how to differentiate certain things and, and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And one of the thing, one of the dopest things I love about that show is everybody that plays a transsexual on that show is transsexual in real life. And every gay dude on that show is a gay dude in real life. Every yeah. gay woman, you know what I mean? And this is is one of those things where because a lot of people, well, I ain't gonna say a lot of people, I have heard people make certain comments and I'm just like just like black people are always like how come they don't get us to play us it's the same thing why wouldn't you get a transsexual to play a transsexual why wouldn't you get you know what I'm saying so it's the same thing either way around so I enjoy that show wholeheartedly I think it's dope I think it was needed and I'm glad it's around so Mm -hmm. Um, 
Next question for you. What is the best dad example of how you father that's been on a show or a movie? The best example of how I father that has been on a show or a movie? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. That's a, that's a good-ass question. That brain? That's, a, <laughs> that's a really good question, young. Um... Cause I could say pursuit of happiness, but I don't. That's not really a good example. I think that was just the the love part. Like he really did give a fuck about his kid. But whew, let me think, man. I'm I gotta really really think about that one. Because hmm, I'm trying to think of a, a a show or a movie where fatherhood is like a. Oh, okay. Shit, Fresh Prince, Uncle Phil. Okay. I, treat, I, I, I raise my kids like Uncle Phil raised his. I don't I don't pour no punches. I ain't about to sit here and coddle you, but at the same time, I re- again, I recognize you a person. I'm going to love you like you're a child. I'm not going to treat you like you're an adult or talk to you like you're an adult. I'm going, I'm, that's what I'm raising. I have to raise an adult, but I'm, you know, you're still a child right now. So I feel like Uncle, Uncle Phil, with all of his success, was still extremely sensitive. He had an open ear. He was stern. He was strict. He was funny. And he loved those kids. So I would say, yeah, if, you know, minus, minus living in Berlin, in a big mansion, <laughs> probably you know, Uncle filling it up around here. Uh, what is your best dad lesson that you got or you've given so far? Mm. My best dad lesson that I've liked lesson as in like maybe taught another man or just yeah. like something else maybe oh, another okay. man another whatever right or another parent period yeah. um honestly I, it's, it's something that I just been echoing this whole time we've been talking uh just just to be emotional to be actually I won't even I won't even say be emotional I would say be more empathetic um, these children are, are growing up in a different time, but yet they still have the same emotions. They still got to grow up and go through sexual emotions. They still go through identity emotions. They still go through, am I smart enough? They still go through, why am I so damn smart? Or the ones that's, you know what I mean? Kids go through through different things. And I think as people, we always are like, it's like that 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 dude that was like super good at basketball or super good at football and his kid wants nothing to do with sports. And that person gets upset or takes it the wrong way. You have to, you're not being empathetic to their emotions or their feelings. And so I think that's the that's the greatest lessons I've learned. And one of the, like, I've had to have a talk with a man about this being empathetic to your kids. Your kids aren't going to be who you want them to be 100%. You can't dictate their life. You just have to lead them down the right path. And so, yeah, that that, that honestly would be it. Because I think everything else with parents and like, there's no handbook there, but I think some stuff is just huge common sense. But emotionally, a lot of men are extremely toxic because we weren't taught right. And so I feel like for me, being empathetic is just his his feelings and being empathetic towards him as a human being and meeting him where he is in life as opposed to expecting him to meet me where I'm at is, mm-hmm. is one of the greatest lessons I was able to, to understand and receive. That's good. <laughs> you know what? You answered so, some questions for me within the answers for other questions. So I'm out of questions. Do you have any questions? Uh, what makes you a dope parent? I'm realistic. I um, I take all my observations, I take all my research, and I take all my examples of what I didn't like um, growing up. And I... Uh, I pour all the good stuff into my kids and I block them from all the negativity, but I talk about the negativity. I don't let them experience. That's, 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 that's That is pretty dope. 
I can take that. Yeah, ma'am. If if your kids right now develop superpowers strictly out of or strictly because of their personalities, what superpowers would your children have? Um, Anya, my six-year-old, would be able to know anything at any given moment because okay. she's super inquisitive and she's very smart for her age. And then Aria, she's a she's a pit bull. Like <laughs> she don't take she's three, but she don't take nothing from nobody. She gonna tell you about yourself, and then she gonna come back and hug you and be like. I did that because you did this. Right. That's just her. So I'm not, it's like, I'm not even worried about who they're going to become because I know it's going to be great because they just know how to just stand up and who they are. They don't hide it from anybody. So. Okay. Go on. And if you had to give if you had to give a father a piece of advice from the sense of motherhood, what would it be? Um, always ask how you can help right now, wh- whatever the situation is, and always um, look and research your own ways to be supportive in a situation. Because I think mothers automatically feel a love and a connection to a child. And I think fathers have to be there from the beginning to develop that bond with that child so they can understand like, this is why it goes so hard. This is why it matters. And if if that time is not given to fathers for that bond to be made, it's kind of like, why would you ever expect them to care more when they don't know why they care, why they should care? They never experience this kid so I think more mothers would benefit if they gave fathers the space and the time and the consideration to develop that bond no matter what and this is coming from a mom of two that has two uh, fathers for her kids but they parent different ways and they're both still learning. One is going to be 41 that's still learning and one is going to be, what, 27 and still learning. So to me, it doesn't really mean anything as far as age goal. It's a choice to get better. It's not automatic. Right. That's what's up. That's my thing. That's what's up. I think uh, I'm not worried about you and fatherhood. I, I think you have <laughs> you have that handled. Um, I think you have that handled. And even if you don't spend as much time with any kids that you have, whatever your thoughts are, write it down. I think the best the best gift for our kids now and their kids that's going to come up later in life is the fact that everything we do is documented. They can go online, they can Google it, and they can know our thoughts. So even for like one of my brothers, he's legally not able to be in one of his kids' life like he should. He knows of her, um, you know, from however he gets his source or his recent picture. But there is no like relationship being built because of we call them third party so I always tell him like even if you guys don't have that relationship right now she's still gonna grow up and have questions especially the fact that you have three other daughters that you care for and you take care of and you have this relationship with so I tell him like write her letters like write her letters put it in the box and one day when she comes to you because she will come to you you have something to give her because sometimes when kids especially girls get a certain age and they get older they don't want to hear no sorry or I apologize or I tried or um, someone wouldn't let me you just gotta show up with like 
that right. you can yes. see in thought. So that is, that is my thing. But um, I want to say thank you for just being the difference when it comes to fathers, uh, making that choice and taking on that position where you're like, okay, I'm gonna raise my son and I'm gonna do it the best way I know how. And you're doing it in a good way. And I uh, think that's very commendable. Well, thank you, thank you. I think at the end of the day, honestly, there's a lot of people always ask why. Like, why are you raising this kid? And I remember telling his mother, I said, yo, there's never going to be another man that has a chance to raise my son. I said, so I'm taking him with me. And she looked at me and she was like, what do you mean? I was like, we breaking up. He coming with me. I said, I just, I just remember it. I remember having, and I think, again, going back to being a kid, my stepfather was there. My stepfather was great. And then he became horrible. And I always knew I would never be horrible to my children. And so I was like, yo, he coming with me. And I, you know, and a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people question it. A lot of people look at her like, why, you know, why would she do that? Excuse me. But at the end of the day, I just felt like, yo, this is a, this is a man child and he needs his father. And it's, it's been a, it's been a road, but I wouldn't change it. So. That's good. I appreciate this. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, man. This has been good. This has been fun. You you gave some good answers. Oh, well, I try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Please make sure to check out Paco and Penrose podcast. Hashtag it. Add them on IG. Add them on Twitter. Two funny guys giving you Midwest-esque answers on different topics enjoy thank you for listening to cozy woman podcast bye bye you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.